You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 267 with Allison Robertson. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to do this best of with Allison Robertson. This episode originally aired, it was 153, and we are now on 267. I know there are a lot of you that are new to the show, so I thought this would be a great time to do this replay. One of the reasons why I wanted to do it is if you've been listening lately, I just have been doing a lot of solo episodes, really just focusing on, you know, all or nothing and, you know, just getting back into your routine and ending this year strong. And so I thought, what better episode to play is how to feel good enough. So Allison kind of just goes through like struggling with not feeling good enough, talking about, you know, her journey. Uh, She was an LA actress and then became a speaker and coach. And now she's an author. And we just talk about the challenges that moms have when trying to figure out how to design the life that we really want. And we talk about how easy it is for moms to not feel like they're, um, enough and they they can be so hard on themselves. So um, I just want you guys to know that you are good enough, no matter what is going on. And I just think it's so easy for women, especially moms, to just feel like, well, once I get here, or once I get to this weight, or once I get to this point, then I can feel good enough. And I want you to know wherever you are, you are good enough. Wherever you are in your stage of life, wherever you are in your goals, even if you're not even anywhere where you want to be or envisioned yourself, you are good enough today. Um, I also want to remind you guys, if you have not grabbed your free copy of Getting Back Into Your Routine Worksheet, um, you can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash routine and get a copy. What it does is it teaches you how to easily get back into your routine, no matter if you have weight um, if you have weight to lose or not. And sometimes we just get off routine. You know, here we are in the holidays and um, I want you guys to finish the year strong. So um, if you're traveling, you're feeling stressed out, maybe you have family obligations. Um, this is what I would love for you guys to go grab and do. Um, this is what I do to get back on track um, and go after my goals. So go ahead and grab that today. But I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I'm a travel agent and I just like asking everyone where their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. Okay. I have two favorite vacation spots. One is I love to go to Hawaii with my kids. It is just magical and it's, it's being here in California. It's not close, but it's the easiest place to get to with them. And I went to go with my girls and it was amazing. The weather just the whole island time. And it's just magical for Hawaii for me. But for me personally, without kids, I'm an East Coast girl. So I love going back to New York, to the Big Apple. Okay, There's just something about it that just recharges me and puts me back in my creative center. And I just feel like anything's possible when I'm in New York. That's interesting that going to the busy place is what kind of gets you back to being centered versus going to more of a relaxing place like Hawaii. That is very... Interesting. Um, so are you from New York? I'm from New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And um, what is your favorite time to go to New York? Oh, absolutely. October in the fall when okay. the leaves are changing. Okay. It's my favorite time of year. Absolutely. Okay. How often do you try to go back? Well, you know, I try to go every fall if I can. Oh, you? Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 I have, I've only gone to New York City once. It was in July. It was really hot. Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. And so, um, (laughs) I'm sorry, you did not see the best. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, 
October's great. We have fall break here in Nashville. And so um, that might be a trip worth taking the girls. I would like them to see New York City and stuff like that and uh, do Central Park and all that. But yeah, um, yeah, fall sounds amazing. You know, the thought of going at wintertime when it's um, Christmas, Mm -mm. all that. Well, Christmas, I should say. That sounds nice, but I'm just kind of like, I just don't know if I really would like how fun it sounds in my head. Yeah. In the cold, the cold, yeah. I mean, but I know you're from Michigan. Cold state. Yeah, yeah, but, but so. I moved because of that. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to get to warmer and more sun. <laughs> Listen, I'm spoiled. I'm from California. I know. So I know. Spoiled. We can't even be talking to you about weather. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, now let's go back really quick about Hawaii. Where do you go um, when you go to Hawaii? What island? Okay. Oahu. Oahu. All right. Yeah. Amazing. I'm sending a client for her birthday um, in a few weeks to, she's doing Maui and then um, we're going over to Kona. I say we, I'm not going, but because I'm part of it. Uh, Kona. So I'm super excited for her uh, just to go. She's never gone before. So. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Magical. It's a magical yeah. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been to Maui and, and it, it was beautiful. It's been a long time. So there's just so many places that you want to go. It, I mean, there's only so much time and money. I mean, there's just so many places. And so. Um, if we can only just travel, you know, all the time and not worry about anything. So, all right. Well, thank you for sharing those. That, those were great. Yeah, um, for sure. let's get started. How about you share a little bit more about yourself? Um, where, what your name is, you're from, um, California, where are you, where are you from in California? And then, um, how many kids you have? And then we'll jump a little bit into, um, how you got to where you are today. Okay, great. Um, my name is Allison Robertson and I live in Los Angeles, California, and I have three kids. I have two girls um, that are 12 and 14, soon to be 13 and 14. They're 16 months apart. Wow. And then I also have an older son who is a part of what we call our modern family. Um, I met him, uh, oh gosh, 24 years ago. I played his mom on TV. <laughs> and then he became a part of my family. Really? So yeah. So I've That's known him since he was, since he was um, six. Wow. Yeah. So that is really re- cool. It's a really awesome story. Yeah. Wait, so you played he, he, a mom on a TV show? Yeah. I started out as an actress. Do, so do we know the show? Uh, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> da- oh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. I'm, wait, who, what was your character? I didn't really watch the show. I was not an avid watcher. So I only I wasn't, know. I didn't have, I didn't have a big oh. part, but I mean, I've been on TV. I've been playing, I've been a TV actress since I was oh, 18. Okay. Yeah. So acting was, is my first love oh, and my it. first career. Yeah. And, and then I moved into, um, coaching and, and speaking and now I'm an author. So, yeah. you know, trust me, the path, the path makes sense. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And part partially the path started because, um, I had kids to be honest. Yeah. 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 No, that's really great. And you know, now that I think about it, I don't hear your East coast accent at all. So would you say that's because of your acting? Skills exactly that you had it. to, like, <laughs> I, I thought about that. I was like, wait, I don't hear it at all. That's interesting. So um, you've done a good job of, you know, Thank you. My parents that. will be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that's bad. It's just that I would never have yeah. guessed that just talking to you. So anyway. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a very neat background. Um, yeah, I was not expecting that. So I was like, wait, what? You were on a TV show. Okay, because that's not why you're on the show today. Um, so Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so your main your main thing that you do to, uh, today is coaching and speaking, and you wrote a book, right? So, um, is that the main thing of what you do? And then we'll jump into more details um, as we. Well, the book was the book came out a month ago. It's okay. called Enoughness. 
yeah. uh, the simple truth of embracing you because I believe that people and can have everything they want um, as long as they know what they're searching for. And I think so many people walk through life afraid to ask for what they want, afraid to say, that's what I really want to go for. Or I really want to be a mom, or I really want to be an entrepreneur, or I really want to write a book. Um, they're afraid to say it. Mm. And my book is about saying, you know what? You're enough right now. You can have everything you want. Just start today. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Because a lot of times people don't say what they want because right. if they say it, they're then afraid. they actually have to go do Well, they actually have to go do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> they're like, oh, I put that out there. Oh, now yeah. I need to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm that saying, makes sense. go ahead and put it out there. Put yeah. It out there. Yeah. Even if you fail. Right. Right. No, I like that. And th and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come, wanted you to come on because, you know, I have a lot of moms that are out there and they're at a point of their life where maybe their kids are going to preschool or they, um, they're going into elementary school. And this is the first time they've really had that downtime that they're not with a child every day that they can actually think about themselves. And, you know, you would think that so many women would be super excited about that, but in some ways they might feel like they're lost or they have lost themselves and they don't know what to do with their time. And, and might, they probably have changed since before having kids. And maybe the things that they like to do before they don't like to do now. And maybe they want to start a career of some kind or be an entrepreneur or whatever, and they just don't know where to start. And so I feel like it's good to have you come on and talk about this because I feel like it's very easy to lose your confidence when you've come out of that realm and you're kind of in the realm of just raising kids. And I don't mean just, just, but you're doing that yeah, yeah. and you're not trying to do the other thing and keep that going. So then when you finally shift gears, you're kind of like, wait, I, do I have what it takes? Do I, you know, am I, am I enough? Right. And so I thought this would be perfect for you to come on and just kind of share with us your thoughts. Um, so how about you, go into your journey a little bit more. So you talked about being an actress and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you moved away from that or do you still do acting? I still, I still, okay. I mean, okay. I still am. I still am on TV. Um, here's the thing. I, I came to California as an actress and that's what I did. And it was really my identity. Uh, if I didn't act, then who was I? Mm. And then I, uh, Corey came into my life and he was an actor also. So that fit into my grand scheme. And then I had babies and I had them very quickly back to back. Right. Um, and had that whole experience of being a mommy and not understanding that and losing my own identity and thinking, oh my God, here I'm in California where I'm so body conscious and moms weren't in when I had babies, mm, you know, interesting. Um, it was not the mommy centric world that we have today, which I think is a beautiful thing, but that was not it. It was how quickly can you lose the weight? Um, children, your children, we don't really care about them. Mm. Great. You had a baby. When are you getting back to work? Yeah, right. Um, I don't find that I find the women today that are having babies don't have that kind of pressure. I think they have a different kind of pressure, uh, but they don't have that pressure of great. You had a baby move on. Uh, so I came back very off balance. I was also changed. I, I wanted more. Mm. Uh, and it's when I discovered the difference between having a gift and a passion. And I talk about this in my book. I believe that everyone has a gift and a passion. And if, um, if mommies can figure this out, they really can get their footing back into life because you're changed after you have children. Yes. Yeah. Your, you are. your world is bigger. Uh, you have different ways of thinking. 
So I always believe that people have a gift, something that they have innately that they can do. Uh, my example is uh, Christina Aguilera. Okay. <laughs> she came out of the womb being <laughs> able to sing. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. She just can sing. sing. That yes. is her gift. Yeah. That is her gift, right? My gift is that I emotionally understand how to move someone from point A to point B and get them what they want. Mm. I've been able to do it since I was a little kid. My passion is that I'm a creative. I love to act. I can even make money doing it, but it's my passion. It's not my gift. Mm. It's something I learned to do. Yeah. So I always say to people, what your gift, something you've always been able to do. It might not be very sexy. It may not be very exciting, Right. but you're just really good at it. Yeah. That's your gift in life. And your passion is something you'll do no matter what. Mm. That's interesting. Do you feel like your passion is always something that you're going to have to learn? Um, I think it's something you just really enjoy and it's something you love to do. It's something that sets you back into your body. Mm. So even though I'm a professional actor, I'll act in a church basement if the part's right. Oh, gotcha. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You just want to do it. Correct. Mm. Correct. Because I love it. Yeah. It sets my soul on fire. Yeah. Now, do you feel like some gifts though don't set your soul on fire? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So then what do you, so here's an example. <laughs> what do you my do business, with that? <laughs> here's my business. My, here's an example. My business partner, Melissa. Yeah. Her gift is that she can organize anything, mm. anything at any time, children, people, schedules, households, budgets. That doesn't sound very exciting. Does Mm-mm. it? I mean, no, but she's so good at it and she would be foolish to ignore that. I mean, it's what makes our business run. That's yeah. her, our half of our business. Yeah. But she's also a creative and an entrepreneur and she wants to produce. That's her passion. So how do you put those two things together? Mm. And I mean, I, I talk about it in, in my book a lot. And it really, people get angry and very upset with me when I coach them on this because everybody wants their gift to be that thing, you know, everybody in here in LA wants it to be that they're an actor. Right. Uh, yeah, great. Daniel Day-Lewis is that kind of actor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not not everybody. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes moms, I think, lose sight of mm-hmm. that they've been caretaker. They've been giving and giving and giving. And one thing I would love to teach, I, I hate to make it just women, but I'm going to just speak to the mommies in your audience right, right. now so, yeah. or the dads or the dads. It's not fair to just make it one one section. But just because you're great at taking care of your kids, that's not necessarily your gift. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, it, I, I think it's important to take a step back and be like, I'm a great mom. I know how to do this. Great. Full stop. Space, space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now what do I do? Now who am I? Yeah. What makes my feet hit the floor in the morning? What makes me get up out of bed? Besides my children and my family and needing them to someone needs me to take care of them. What's the thing that makes your feet hit the floor in the morning? Yeah, I like that. And I mean, so when you're working with clients, especially moms, what do you find, um, what do you find are the biggest challenges when it comes to figuring that out? Because I feel like they could get stuck, right? Like kind of like what you're saying, they're just, they're over here thinking, well, I take care of the kid and keep getting stuck over there. And so what are some things that you help them to do to get past that, to actually figure out, okay, so what is it that I like to jump out of bed to do? Because I could see that people 
are so lost and have lost themselves yeah. that they're kind of like, I don't even know. Well, they get into a loop, right? The first right. thing I say is um, new mommies. Uh, you know, the first three or four years, you are in it. Enjoy it. It's not, doesn't last that long. So right. stop trying to rush through. Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I get back in and, and uh, harmonize my life? No, enjoy your children. If you have that ability, this is the time that you get to be that full-time mommy, right? Do that. I also say it takes a village. You've got to ask for help. You've got to learn how to get time for yourself. There's no way you can think about what you want next if you're constantly taking care of somebody. And at the end of the night is not the time. Yeah. After the kids are in bed (laughs) and you've put the, you know, the dishes away and now you're sitting down, that's not the time to think. So one of the things that I like to do is tell um, new parents is I have a whiteboard technique and a white space technique that I love. Mm. And the whiteboard technique is you get a whiteboard and you just sort of make categories of everything that you need to do. So, and you sort of fill these columns in of everything that you need to do so that you're clearing out your brain. And I'm not talking about kid stuff. I'm talking about stuff for the mom, you know, the things that you want to do so that you can start to see like, Oh, that's right. I want to build a business or I want to be creative or I want to join, a, a, a nonprofit organization, whatever it is and what steps you need to take to do that. And as you fill out that, those columns, then I ask you that you do three to five things a week for those mm, actions. I like that. Mm-hmm. Three to five things. Yeah. You can find that time yep. uh, with your busy schedule. Mm-hmm. And I also ask that you take your calendar and you try to find white space in your calendar. You know how you fill in your calendar. Okay, I got to take yep. the kids here and I got to do I'm asking you to look for white space. Where is there time that you can create, and I'm using air quotes right now. Yeah. Okay, thank you for saying. Yeah, because we can't see you. <laughs> that, that you create a doctor's appointment for yourself. Because you would never cancel a doctor's appointment for yourself, would you? Nope. Or if your husband or your friend said, what are you doing? And you said, I have a doctor's appointment. No one is going to challenge you. Right. Right? So you say, I have a doctor's appointment from two to three. And you work on whatever that next step that you think you want to take for yourself. Because guess what? Your kids are going to grow up. So it's okay to take care of yourself while they're still around. Yeah. They're going to grow up. So it's just steal an hour here. Take two or three, uh, three to five action items throughout the week to where you're moving forward. It's just a little steps at a time. And I'm asking to rely on your village. You must build a village. Mommies have to build a village around them. It's the only way it happens. You do not do it autonomously. It doesn't happen that way. Well, yeah. And you just feel so lonely, which then I feel like makes everything worse, right? Because then you're isolated. And then there's, I feel like it's a lot harder to come out of things. You know, you just kind of get stuck. Kind of like you were saying that loop, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's nobody to bounce things off of, you know, to kind of just relate and to, you know, help you with life and all that kind of stuff. So I agree. And I think a lot of times, especially, you know, it's really looked upon as like, wow, you can do it all type thing. Right. And um, so that's not saying think, that you shouldn't I, have help. You know what I, mean? I think there's a reframing that has to happen. Um, I think I think we hear we can do it all. We can do it all. Sure. I think a better thing to say is that we can have it all. We're going to need help on doing it all. 
Yeah. But we can yeah. have it all. Yeah. Right. There is no glass ceiling. We can have it all. We just need to be really organized. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to be really clear about how we're going to have it all. Well, right. Yeah. And I, I can't remember who I was talking to. It was a different podcast. And we were just talking about that and, and also knowing when to, oh, it was with Ann Kaplan. Um, I did an episode with her and she was just kind of talking about how, you know, trying to do everything yourself and letting things go or delegating them out. So mm-hmm. you may not be the person who's cleaning your house, but it's still getting done, you know? Correct. And so to Correct. really kind of look outside the box, because I've had friends say to me, you know, I have this free time. I don't want to spend it just cleaning the house. Nope. Which makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, is that going to be life giving to you? <laughs> is it, is it, val- is, is, is there value in it? You know, does it add to your future? And most likely, you cleaning the toilet mm-hmm. <laughs> is helpful to your family, but it is not adding to your future. So, right. yes, if you can delegate that out, by all means, do that. Yeah, I agree. So here's another thing that, and and this goes along with your book. So I feel like so many women, especially moms, you know, just don't feel like they're enough. So what is your thoughts with helping women work through that and letting that fear of them not being enough, keeping them from really doing what they want to do or feel like they were made to do, but they're just paralyzed? Yes. Uh, I think being a mother is one of the most insecure things you can do. Mm, that's <laughs> interesting. You do, because you do feel like, am I doing it right? Yes. I you're failing? questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. You're constantly questioning. And I don't know about you, but even when someone says like, you know, you're a great mom, you kind of want to say, how do you know? <laughs> or you want to be like, yeah, but you don't know about this or that or yeah, but that you I did see, that. You, did, you didn't see that I just lost my mind <laughs> yes. five yeah. minutes ago yeah, over that is three true. toys in the middle of the living room. Right. But yeah. Because we, because I think moms forget that they're human. And I think one thing that moms need to really work on is having a positive mindset. Mindset is the key to so much. First of all, having a happy life, being successful, meeting goals. You have to have a positive mindset. And here's the thing about positive mindset. What makes a belief true is that you believe it. That's the only thing that makes a belief true. Mm. Not facts, not figures. It's whether you believe it. So if you're walking around go, saying to yourself, oh my God, I just, I did it wrong. Oh, I just can't do it. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I can't. Guess what? You are setting up a mindset that says you're failing. You can't do it. It's You're not successful. I'm asking for a mindset that's like, I got this. I get to go to the grocery store. I can handle this. The kids are great. There's nothing wrong with them. My kids are extraordinary. Setting up the positive mindset, because the brain is the most powerful computer in the world. It will go search out whatever you tell it to. So if you keep feeding it positively, it goes and searches out more of the same. Look, we all are guilty of it. We all fall into that trap. Oh, I just can't today. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. We start the negative talk. Yep. The brain, the brain can't help it. The brain goes and finds more like. Yeah. So I ask moms for their own confidence and their own self-esteem to just try the positive self-talk. And not only that, you then teach your children the same. 
you're, well, you're, you're, you're duplicating. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a, a friend of mine, <laughs> I don't know if she says it anymore, but she would always feel like I'm doomed. I'm thinking that is like the worst thing to say. <laughs> you just think about like, I'm doomed. You're, you're like, you're waiting yeah. for like the thunder in the background, especially as being an actress, right? Like all the sound yes. effects to come yes. in. <laughs> and, like, and that's doomed. exactly what happens. So I'm just saying, because like, I have a tendency being from New Jersey to be like, I can't, I cannot, I cannot take yes. it anymore. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't. I <laughs> <laughs> I say that to you. I'm like, I can't handle this. My husband catches me like all the time. He's like, you can handle this. And I don't even really mean that I can't. I just have gotten so used to saying that, like when things feel really overwhelming that I'm like, I can't even handle this. And, and, and he, I'm not even really like saying that to, you don't believe it. You actually don't believe it. Right. But you're he's saying, saying it, you're saying it to yourself, which is going to make it believable. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing about the, the way the brain works is that the brain doesn't know the difference between negative or right. positive. It just hears what you're saying. It doesn't yes. hear tone. Yep. It doesn't understand drama. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. understand any of that. It just goes, oh, okay. She can't. She can't. So, handle let's, it. Show, so let's show her why she can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like when someone says, um, your brain doesn't hear uh, if you uh, I'm trying to think of like if they say if it's, there's a negative in a sentence. Right. It's only it's going to pick up the negative. Um, I'm try- I'm totally blanking on a situation where um, I don't know. My husband will say something to me. Sometimes I'll say something. He's like, I only heard this part of the sentence. And so like maybe to not say hmm, I'm really. <laughs> I'm really blanking on this. It's a good thing I'm no, not I, an actress. I, 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 I'd be like, I, I forgot my I, lines. <laughs> I understand. You're saying, instead of saying, um, uh, it's like when you say to someone, uh, uh, like when you're fighting with your uh, spouse or something, husband, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. spouse or your boyfriend, and you say, you make, you, when you're pointing the finger, you do this, you, you're starting the sentence with you instead of I. You made me feel this way instead of I feel. It's the same way with negative and positive. Well, right. You know? and they're, yeah. I, and they're going to hear that. Yes. Yes. It's the same way. And and I think women, uh, mommies also have to remember that they have to learn how they need to and they get to, I changed my language, they need to and they get to take care of themselves. Yeah. They have yeah. to find a thing, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know what, I just need a half an hour Netflix show that puts yep. me back center. Hey, I love taking an extra long shower with essential oils or put my music on while I'm in the shower. And you can say to someone, Hey, I'm going to jump in the shower. Can you please watch the kids? And it's going to be 20 minutes because it's my regroup or I'm going, I actually like going to the grocery store. So I'm going to go by myself because yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go grocery shopping and recharge. Yeah. I'm saying find the things that are what I call them touchstones that yes. put you back in your body daily. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, so we're almost at the end of the show, Allison. And one thing that stood out to me when you were talking is that we have to be careful what we're saying, right? Because the kids pick up on things. Well, especially for girls, um, you having two girls and I have two girls and, you know, trying to like help them at a younger age, right? So that they're not struggling when they, you know, get into adulthood and stuff like that. What is your thoughts on building self-esteem for young girls? Well, I think it's imperative. And I think as women, we need to collectively help all of our young girls and we need to raise all of their self-esteem, especially in the social media world and being a mom of girls and you being a mom of Mm -hmm. girls, we have an even bigger job. 
Um, I think it's very important that these young ladies hear how smart they are and how worthy they are and how they can contribute into society. And I think it's wonderful to be attractive. I think it's wonderful to be, have beauty. I think all women are beautiful, but I think it's more important for girls to hear how strong they are yeah, and how empowered they are. And that's great. You did great in math. That's great that you ran the mile as opposed to look how pretty you are. Right. I think it's a messaging that we need to change so that they feel empowered in the world for who they are, not the way they look. Um, because I'm come from a generation where that was the badge of mm, honor, honor. Mm-hmm. of how you looked, not how smart you were or what you had to say, mm. your intelligence. So I think it's really important with little girls and maturing girls to remind them how smart, how they can use their intellect and how they can figure things out and that they, how to be self-sufficient is how we build their self-esteem. And at the same time, also make sure that they understand that asking for help is not weakness and being vulnerable and expressing your feelings is a huge strength Mm, and it makes you a well-rounded person. So it's a tough job because we don't have a lot of, um, role models for this. So Mm. congratulations, Amber, it's you and I, we are the role models. (laughs) We better start talking really positive (laughs) and not say we can't handle it. (laughs) We can can handle anything. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, one thing that stood out to me when you were saying that I, I had was talking to someone who counsels children, especially girls, and talking about how life can be hard, right? But mm-hmm. but we still do things, right? And um, it just happened to come up that I had started a boot camp class back in February, and and I lost weight and just getting back again, getting back to more of who I used to be um, before kids and. Uh, this this summer, I literally dragged the girls with me. I mean, it wasn't they they actually started to look forward to it, but at first they were kind of like, I don't want to go. But you know, one thing that she had said to me, the counselor had said about the girls going. That she said, "What's good is they're actually seeing you do hard things, and that you know, and then they're going to notice that I'm getting better, and that it's not always easy." And they did, and they would pay attention because they could see through the glass, and they're like, "Oh, you were so fast doing that." I didn't even know they were watching me because I was just trying to not die. And so, you know, I was just like, <laughs> "Wow, they're actually paying attention." And then that was really a great opportunity for me to say, "Listen, you know what? I went into that. It was a little bit. I didn't use all these words because you know they're kind of advanced, especially for my five year old. But it's intimidating. There's a lot of girls that look really great. They're totally in shape and all that stuff, and they can do everything. I had to modify." But I just kept plugging along, you know, and um, like you were saying, I think girls need to see that, you know, that even if things are hard, you they just keep plugging hear, away. They need, yeah. to, they need to hear that yeah. we are struggling. Yeah. They need to see that yes. a, a full grown up that maybe they admire yes. is scared yep. mm-hmm. or fearful. I, you know, I just launched the book. I, I'm going out on a book tour. I'm mm. speaking. I'm doing all these yeah. things. My children see me as a, yeah. as a, as a single mom doing this stuff. And I got asked to be in a musical and wow. it wasn't, it wasn't put on the plate. Like my, literally my oh. business partner, I thought, I thought her head was going to spin <laughs> off her neck. And she's like, and I said to her, I'm saying yes. And she said, why? I said, because, <laughs> well, because you know, it's me. I'm a creative. It's my passion. I'm going. Yeah. And I said, but 
I want the kids to see me do something Mm. that is scaring me to death. Mm. I'm intimidated by the other actors. I'm intimidated by what they're doing. They're more advanced than I am. And and I took them through the entire journey of the rehearsal where I'd come home and say, oh, Mm. I don't know what I'm doing. And when they came to opening night, you know what they said to me? They said, mommy, we don't know why you were afraid. Oh, that's so sweet. But they got to see the journey. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. So now hopefully, just like your kids seeing you mm-hmm. struggle and then yeah. win. Yeah. Hopefully when they're in that moment, you get to say, remember, mm-hmm. you got to hang in there. I always say, please let the train leave the station. Don't jump <laughs> off the train before the train leaves the station. You have to hang in there with me. You know? I love it. Yeah. But we have to lead by example for sure. Yeah. Even that when is we're really afraid. Great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do think that's a good idea. And, you know, we, this is a whole different podcast, but, you know, social media, I I mean, I am so nervous about that because my girls are still young. They're five and eight. And I, I just keep thinking to myself, how am I going to even counter what, I mean, even as adults, right? We, we have to be careful not to compare ourselves and see everybody and all their stuff and the filters that they use. And everybody looks amazing having these wonderful lives and, and we're adults. And so, um, I guess before we close, is there anything that you have, um, that you would recommend in regards to, especially girls with social media? And if if you knew something before they had started getting into that realm, um, that you wish you would have known that you would like to share with us? Well, Yes, I do. First of all, I think one of the things that I try to tell my girls, because they are, you know, preteens, mm-hmm. teens, um, is that on social media, everybody's showing what I call like a false self or their best self, right? It's the self that they want everyone to see. It's not them having a bad day. It's not them sick in bed. It's not them, you know, frosted flakes for dinner. It's the best meal they've ever had. I, so it's sort of this presentation and I try to remind them of that going into it all the time to be real, real clear. Um, I have one daughter that's very into reality shows. I have another daughter that's not. And I sort of try to say like, you know, I jokingly say like, oh, you're losing brain cells watching that show. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but I try to joke with her to let her know, like, you know, that's not real. Yeah. This isn't. So I'm, I'm, I'm constantly in communication with them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, I do handle the social media with them in a very adult-like way. Yeah. Now there, because you have to. Right. You yes. Really Someone can't has to be that person. Coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really can't sugarcoat the social media if you're going to allow them to be on it. Right. So there's no half in, half out with social media. That is my recommendation is that you're either in with them or you're not. And I know there are parents that don't let their kids on at all. Mm. And there's, there's two, there's two camps on that one. Mm. Um, but if you're going to allow your kids on social media, you have to say like, you know, this is like kind of a false self. Everybody I'm like, including me, I'm posting my best self, you know, my, my, my version of my best self, right. You know what I perceive myself to be now, someone else might not think that, or might think it's false or whatever, but you really have to walk alongside your kids on social media and tell them what's going on or don't allow, or don't allow them to be on there. Right. It, you, do you feel it, like that would have been possible with your daughters? Like now that you've I, let them you know what? get no, on? No. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I believe in having it all, but I, I would, I'm tired enough having yeah. it all. I yeah. can't imagine chasing them to not yes. be on social media. Yes. So have They're you found that, have you found uh, that they start really comparing themselves to other girls and stuff like that? 
Like uh, what my you- oldest. Here's, yeah. I'm going to tell you, my oldest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, both. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't exclude. They both do. They both do in different ways. So how do um, you help them to not get so sucked into that where we didn't even have to grow up with that, right? We only had to grow oh. up with what you saw when you go to school and the people that you actually see not in all real life, these people in real life, the people yeah. you see in real life, not, yeah. not people you see around the world. I yes. mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tough. Um, and you know, I think our kids today also have more anxiety. Oh, I they think do. they have more, yeah. they have more things that we never, ever had to deal with at their age. So you have to look at the, the entirety of the picture. Mm. Um, I, I think it goes back to, again, having really good self-talk mm-hmm. because the amount of comparison that's going on is, is, is really e- enormous. Yeah. So you just have to make sure that the kids have a good base for themselves, mm. but having girls, it's just a sort of a rite of passage, that insecurity as teenagers and just know that it's, I don't think it's bigger insecurity. I think it's more an alive, like the nerve is more alive, like more uh, crackly. Than it was necessarily for us. Yeah. Um, and and also how to have a positive body image, a positive mm. um, thoughts about themselves, and and also how to keep their feed, their their social media yeah. feed, positive too. Because mm. remember, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. watch watch what they're posting. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's how I would handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So not looking forward to that. Oh goodness! Yeah, good <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> and if I if I figure anything out in the next yeah, just four or five years, I, I will pass it. We'll along. do another I show. I won't. I won't keep the secrets. I'll <laughs> I'll definitely share. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Well, Allison, I had so much fun with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Hey, you guys, have you grabbed your free copy of Getting Back Into Your Routine Worksheet? If not, make sure to do so. All you have to do is go over to Mom Inspired Show dot com forward slash routine and get a copy. It teaches you how to easily get back into your routine, no matter if you have weight to lose or not. Sometimes we just get off routine by traveling, stress, family obligations, holidays, you name it. So this is what I love to use when I'm ready to get back into my routine to go after my goals. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week.